Welcome to the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. Come on! Schmuck I was. Schmuck. It's not smuck, it's schmuck. A weekly look into the lives and minds of four friends and two lovers making it work in hashtag Smuck. Schmuck. Smuck. Now, here's your host. Jahaya. Hit me, bitch. Hit me again. I can take it. Give it to me. Special K. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> Black, Black ass piece. And Lisa. Your balls dropped. This is the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. I'm pretty good at that. I couldn't do it. I'd have to hear it more. You're going. So what are we talking about now? Alien abduction? Yeah. UFO have I ever encounter? had an alien encounter? I've had an alien encounter in the aspect of seeing UFOs that I knew weren't normal and the shit wasn't working. But have I been, been abducted? No. That I know of, no. No. Have you been abducted? No, never abducted. Have you been probed? Strange encounters? Maybe. What kind of strange encounters? Because that's, um, that's why I made that thread on toys. I'm like, man, we have some cool people here. They got some cool stories. I mean, we were young. Me and my cousin, we were, our families were visiting. We were in Mississippi. We were visiting one of my parents' friends. Mm-hmm. And we all had a bunch of tents, so we all stayed out in tents, mostly all the kids. In Mississippi? Yes. Okay. Actually, Alexi. I was 10? probably about Thank you, brother. 12, 13. We're back. That's something you got to edit tomorrow. I'm moderating for something. I don't know what's going All on. All right, okay, go ahead with you. He, he's describing his uh, UFO encounter. So anyways, it's after dinner. We're all sitting around watching TV. And we all decided, okay. In Mississippi. Yeah, in Mississippi. And you're like 10 or some shit. So my cousin and I, we go out to the tent. We Go lay back in bed. We got the vent open. Not going to rain. No reason why I should have it open. closed. Probably about maybe an hour later, we start hearing something. You think maybe the wind's blowing, but it sounds like something's moving in the tree. Look up to the little patch of screen there, and you see something holding in this tree. Nothing that big. It's probably about from here. About there, maybe two feet tall, two and a half, maybe. Yeah, it had its hands up, holding the branch and standing on another branch, and it's shaking the tree. Bigfoot, no, it was like two and a half feet like tall, two and a half oh. feet tall. <laughs> it was the smallest Bigfoot ever. <laughs> that must have been but, um, out for that part, <laughs> yeah, we're talking aliens, not Bigfoot. My yeah, cousin looks at me, know. he's like, Zip it up mm-hmm. quick. So I zip it up. Mm-hmm. Now, did he see it, too? Or yes, he you? saw it, too. So you both saw this shit, and he was like, oh, shit, zip it up. Yeah. Oh, makes you creepy. So we're sitting in the middle of the tent now. We're like, what the heck is this? We got the flashlight going around, and you see this tiny little hand touch the side of the tent. No it just way. rubs it along. Doing the Star Trek? Huh? No. Doing like, the Star like Trek? Going, like, like going not, against the thing of Visqueen or something. It's just yeah. moving the tent forward. You can hear it. No shit. So my cousin... Freaking hits it really hard. You hear this thing go flying, like the like we, the mass of it went that way. Yeah, kind of wow. We unzipped the tent and ran inside the house. We wouldn't go back outside. Oh shit! Yeah, that's badass. That's, that's a great story, man. That's crazy. What about you? Tell me about the time you were probed. I 
<clears throat> I've never had an alien encounter. Never? Like, even you never saw anything that you're like, that ain't normal. See, that's like what the they all say when they've been probed. They've been probed. When yeah. they've been probed, they come back for seconds and they proclaim ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I had a story, I would tell one. I, I just no, not. just bust your ball. I know you um, Once I felt a presence in a room that I believe was my dad. No shit. Um, just because it was, uh, I, I was up at, it was a handful of years ago. I was up in, uh, up in my mom's place in Pennsylvania. I think it was there when I was there for the holidays, four or five years ago, maybe. And, uh, I was in the guest room and the, uh, my dad built that, that house that we, we lived in. We moved into in like the early nineties. We lived there. My mom still lives there. And this is here or no? No, up in Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, so I was in that, that bedroom, and that's, you know, the guest room now, and that's where I would say when I go up there. And I don't know what I was doing. I was just walking, like, around the bed, and I felt this, like, cool breeze just kind of kind of rush over, like, down my arm, and then kind of, like, just away. So it didn't, like, go, like, from my arm, like, there was something, like, shooting down my arm, like... It like literally brushed over over my arm, like a cold wall, like brushed. Yeah, it's just something like went. Yeah, and uh, I said that had to be my dad. There's no other explanation for it in my mind. And there was there was no wind going on. There was no sea. No, we were no. no. And it was it's the middle of the winter. I mean, I think it was almost up there over the holidays. It was in December, so like the heat was on too. Here's how I look at ghost shit. Right? Okay. I don't 100%. And I, what ghosts or whatever, spirit. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, it wasn't like, boo. No, no, I know. But it, something <laughs> touched you from somewhere else that wasn't there. Yes. That's the, that's a good way to describe it. Something that wasn't in your locality had an interaction with you. Kind of. Correct. The way I look at ghost shit is that, okay, there's a lot of different theories, but a lot of people, I, I was a huge skeptic before I worked at, uh, there was an insurance company in, in town that sounded kind of with a pro and ended in, uh, Aggressive. <laughs> uh, anyway, Did you work for Flow? Yeah, I worked for Flow. Fucking man, I got some stories about Flow. That whore hated Flow. But anyway, I got some stories. Did you used to use to name your own moment. price gun? Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. No, I didn't have any of that. But I used to work. I used to do executive protection and physical security, and I worked in a building that. And again, I'm agnostic as fuck. You know, I'm science guy. All this shit. So I don't have any preconceived notions. And I generally thought all that shit was complete bullshit. Anything ghost shit. It was just people hitting the wacky weed and doing whatever. You know. So I started working there, and. Uh, I was there, and I worked graveyards, so I would get in there, and my, my official clock-in was midnight, and we'd have to go up to the third floor or the second floor. For, we'd go through the whole complex outside and whatever. We'd do hourly rounds. And, uh, and I did the other more important shit during the day when executives came there, and there was firings, and you know I'd have to escort someone out there. So that was more executive protection aspect, but there was the, the normal stupid security guard aspect at night. So... Uh, one example, I'd go up to the third floor, and I, it would get so bad where I would hear things moving and just things flying around and voices and whispering that I would put in my earbuds and like turn up a, like a podcast or some music and literally walk through and, and stare at the floor. And I would openly say, just coming through, leave me alone, I ain't bugging you, you don't bug me kind of thing. It was that bad. 
And I would sometimes sit there before my round and I would have to, I would hear all these things, almost like a little kid, like making a little noise and then tempt you with a louder noise and then get a little bit louder. And then it was like a phone book. And I'd be like, shut the F up. The top of my lungs and it would, it would stop. Like little children being chastised. Anyway, so I went around one night. I went into the what bathroom. What kind of building is this? This was in, this was in uh, Delta building. What, for, the, for the pro insurance company. In Riverview. Why would there be kids? No, there's not. And the crazy thing, what makes it even weirder, is, no, I don't mean they were kids. Has, have we it not was like discounted ch- that it's flow? Yeah, no, what I mean is they weren't children. I didn't hear children. It was like children fucking with you. Like they'd make a little noise and then make a louder noise. And if you still hadn't said anything, there'd be a louder noise. And then it got to the point where it's like a cacophony. And then eventually I'd be like, well, shut the fuck up. And it would stop. Like you're chastising somebody. So I went into this bathroom on the th- in the third floor was the absolute worst of the entire complex. Everyone was, we'd have Marines that would like, they'd come in and through rotation. This is back in the heat of the, the war back in the day. And uh, these, these hardened Marines would stay there for maybe a day or two, maybe three days at max and not come back to site. And they'd be like, Put, reassign me somewhere else, please. And these are hardcore dudes. But anyway, so I, I went up to the third floor and I went in there and there was this, this when you come on in the door, there's the wall right there and you hook a left and there's the urinals in the back right into your, to your left, there's the stalls and over here, you know, away from that, there's a nice mirrored, mirrored section with sinks and then over here's another mirrored section with some sinks and there was a, a paper towel dispenser over on the right and a paper towel dispenser over on the left and they were far enough away where uh, shadows wouldn't break them and they were kind of like laser driven, like you'd have to break a beam, it wasn't like a light thing. You know, I'd worked there for a long time, been in there in all types of the day and the night. I knew that, you know, they're not networked together, especially. So I took a quick piss and I felt like someone was in there with me big time, like staring me down. And that was creeping me out. But I took a piss and being the nice young man that I am, I'm like, wash my hands. And I come over there and wash my hands. And I turn over to the paper towel dispenser and I wave it. And it's a red light that turns on. And I notice that there's no paper towels in it. The late night janitor crew didn't fill it back up. And I do it again and nothing. And I shit you not, with water coming off of my hands and my hands in the air, I'm like, I look over at the one that's a good nine or ten feet away by the other mirrors. Spit one right out. And it went and put one right out for me. I literally held this, like what you just got done saying, a cold sensation, not a brushing into though, just a general like, oh my God, like this, my hair stood on end. Like if I, if I had hair, I had a military cut then too. If I had hair, it would have stood on end. And I walked over to it and I took it and I said, thanks and dried my hands and came over and tossed it away. Now, if you want to look at it mathematically and from an engineering perspective, if all the times that could malfunction during the entire day when they're not networked together and light my light over there doesn't trigger that light and it's a brake beam system on each individual thing. What's the chances of that doing that at that exact time when this one runs out of paper towels? It's as close as fucking nothing as you could get. That was an intentional thing that I don't know what it was, but something was like, almost like it was standing there watching me and was like, here you go and broke the beam for me. That's what that was. I know that's what that was. What the fuck was that? Yeah. So I know we started on UFOs, but then we went into ghost ship. But I saw a UFO there as well. But that's a different conversation. So, well, you can bring it back with UFOs because we can go back we went to UFO. UFO. I didn't have a UFO. We tried with UFO. <laughs> we got now, you've, now you've now you see. I've 
pretty much on both ends of the spectrum too. I've been in. I'm a hunter. Okay, I like to be eating the woods. That's cool. But there's there's places I've been that I've only hunted like one time. Or you got creeped out and you're like, "Fuck that." Well, we start to go in. It's before daylight, so it's still dark in the woods. All you have is your small flashlight. What woods? Like this is up in Georgia. Okay. Shoot, I don't even remember what town it was. I know it is. Us, the woods like, okay. across the street over there yeah. by the <laughs> soccer field. You were in his backyard hunting bullfrogs. And uh, it's probably about a 300-yard walk to my stand. But you're cutting here, going through this set of woods. It's, yeah. it's like a maze. I get a quarter in. He's still with me. He's he, who again? I'm sorry. This is one guy I'm hunting with. Okay, another buddy. He's... He gets about a quarter of the way, and then it makes a left. I keep going straight. As soon as we both get to that quarter mark, we hear this loud roar. A real roar. A roar. I, I don't know what it is. I can't say what it is. but On the ground with you, in, in the trees? On, no, it was on the ground with okay, us. All right. um, but it was so loud that... You could feel it in your bones shaking. Like from your recollection, would it be more of like a gorilla kind of thing, a bear kind of thing, an angry wolverine kind of thing? I know what bear sounds like. I know. No, I'm not saying it was that. Like in the general vein of like the depth and like, was it like a, you know what I mean? Like Um, what level kind of thing? Almost bear-like. Bear-like. So a deep kind of thing. But deep. Deep. I, I mean... Yeah, you can't compare it, but I, I, I was, I was, um, I was mentally trying to picture what you heard. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? The depth, like. Oh. I mean, I've heard boar hogs fighting yeah. in the woods, That's and it sounds, it sounds like women screaming. A human knife fight yeah, is what that shit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it can get pretty. <laughs> and when it's dark outside, it, it, it gets what yeah. it gets with your brain, and it starts yeah. telling you, "Okay, this is not right. Why are you, you. why are you listening to this?" But so what'd you guys do? That oh, shit we, breaking out. We walked back to the truck. Did you guys not run back to the truck? Like, no, did, did it sound like it was close to you, or like in the no? It, it's closed. Trust me, it too was, close. It was too close for company. Yeah. And we had guns on us. And you we didn't had want to shoot each other. Yeah. We had rifles. It scared the crap out of us. Yeah, see, like, what is that shit? I hear really good, credible stories. Like, here's, here's other ones, right, that get me about UFOs and stuff. Like, so there's UFO encounters that happen by, like, you know, a guy that's, like, you know, he never really went to school. He's been a farmer his whole life. He's in Boogers, Montana. You know, he doesn't have TV. He doesn't have cable TV. He doesn't have anything going on where he could fucking have any, anything pre, preconceived in his brain about shit. He's out one day doing the whatever. I'm recording video. <laughs> we just look really dumb. He's out one day doing whatever, and he says, like, you know, when he when the report comes through when he's in the hospital, this has really happened. There's been a couple of these. I'd say probably about five to seven good examples of these. You can find them all over the Internet. Like this one farmer, he was out somewhere tending his cows or whatever the fuck he was doing in the middle of fucking Boogers, Montana in 19... 19- 42 or whatever it was and he sees like a craft come down and land you know over the hill or whatever and he's like let's go check that out. he goes over there and you know he, he gives this very detailed uh recollection of you know he saw like these humanoids come out of this little craft and fuck around and they got back in but the door stayed open and he comes on over to the craft and he hangs out over there and he said it was really warm and hot to the skin but he, he tried to he got close enough to take a look in and then it was too hot and he got away he came down with extreme radiation poisoning 
where does a farmer in Boogers, Montana, that nothing ever happens ever, come down with radiation poisoning? Mm-hmm. And there's been multiple cases like that. That's as good physical evidence as you could ever think. You know, was it the United States, whatever the fuck it was? No. Come on, 1942 with the little fucking UFO that comes down and leaves it. Come on. At a certain point, when you have enough circumstantial evidence, you got to say, it makes so much sense that I just got to err on the side of fantastic and just go with this. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's common sense. That's pragmatic thinking. <laughs> and we're sitting here talking about UFOs. And that makes a good, uh, that makes good YouTube video right there. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no, but say, but that happened. There was also a chicken. Uh, there was also a mom. There was a mother and her mother and the one younger mother's kid, Cody. I remember it was on Unsolved Mysteries and all over the place. You can look it up. They were in Texas. They were coming back from like a family gathering. And they were, you know, this is back in the 80s. So fucking backwoods of Texas. Well, that's when Unsolved Mysteries was on. Yeah, yeah. You know, Robert Sack yeah, yeah. came out and he goes, yeah. tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. Talking to your mic. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. But uh, there was that one episode. Remember what I just told you about that one? There was the one where they came on up in their family station wagon. And uh, there was this this fucking craft that came over the ground and this flame started coming out of the bottom of the ground and kind of got a little low and they stopped and like, what the fuck? And they were saying how the dashboard and the steering wheel was so hot, but like two of the three, I think Cody stayed in, but the mom and her mom got out and walked a little bit forward towards it and it got too hot and they got back in their car and then like 23 black helicopters chased this thing away or whatever went with it, you know, escorted it. They came down with extreme radiation poisoning. And she actually sued the federal government over that to try and get her, uh, basically she was dying. They, they both got terminal cancer and they wanted a better life for the kid, you know, a lawsuit, a proper lawsuit. And they went, I don't know how it ended up, probably nothing, but they went through the real legal channels for that. Now, how does a woman and her mother in the middle of nowhere on a fucking, on a dark desert highway in Texas come down with radiation poisoning out of the blue in like the 80s in Texas? How the fuck does that happen? Not to say that it was guaranteed to be alien, but at the very least, it was like American military gone wrong. Maybe they retro-fucking-fitted some shit. Yeah, some shit. I, I was going to say. Yeah. That was my guess. Yeah, for, for Roswell shit. They got like the 2.0 version, and they fucked it up. But they sued him, and I don't know whatever happened to that case. They probably turned into nothing, but... You should probably look that one up. Yeah, look it up. It's a fucking great story. It was on Unsolved Mysteries, and I read it on a oh, bunch well, of different well, perspectives. Well, should. She went upstairs. Yeah. She's back, but she went upstairs. All right. Midget strippers do not take off their underwear. We learned that. Why not? I don't, I don't know. Hopefully we'll get more details tomorrow. You know, there's, okay, sexually, like if you went to your grave tonight, and I don't mean any allegiances, like, you, you know, you got your wife or your girlfriend or your faithful, that's not what I'm talking about. If you had to, like, like feel bad about something that you didn't do in a sexual nature, what would it be? Because I got an answer. <laughs> you want me to go first? Mine would be that I never did a mother-daughter and I never did a midget. Those are the three things, or two and a half things that I never did. I've done mother-daughter. Really? Same time? No. Okay, well, let's <clears throat> this is better than what I've done. I've never done Daughter either. Daughter walked so. in on me doing mother. Oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> a regular, regular porno. Yeah, that's amazing. Cue the, <laughs> cue the music. I were, were I you, felt like I were you the copy boy? Were you fixing the copier? You were figuring the. You no, were the, I was getting something. To you drink were the Kyocera engineer delivering the pizza. <laughs> I was getting something to drink out of the refrigerator. I was in my boxers, 
And you would just... She wasn't supposed to be home. Okay. So you just banged you just banged the daughter, and mom came home, and it was like, oh. And it was almost like a 70s bass chord going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and she, what'd she say? Like, what are you doing? No, I was getting a drink. Here, I'll be the mom. Wait, let's and start. I'll I, be the mom. I'll be the mom. No, I don't need you to be no, the mom. No, I'll be the mom. Just for this <laughs> joke. I'll be the mom. I'll be the mom. So you're getting a drink. Okay, so I come in the kitchen. Hey. She didn't say nothing. No, no, this is a role play. You got to answer me back. Okay. Hey. <laughs> what are you doing up? Hey. Oh, man. <laughs> I see you're going for a drink. Are you hot right now? <laughs> I'm guessing this is going to be the last of these little after podcasts. Never. Podcast, never. Podcast. Hey, this That's is all fiction. K. None of this really happened. We're, We're just, just making shit up in. as we go. So, when you finish the story, I want to hear how this goes. So I was getting a drink, and then I feel her hand come around my stomach. I thought it was my girlfriend. And then I feel her go straight down my pants. I'm like, okay, she wants more. So I turn around. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what do you, like, what did she, like, what was the look on her face when you made eye contact? Like, was was she like, I didn't mean to do that? Or was oh, no. like, I meant to do she, that? She meant to oh, do that, that. That seemed like an intentional. Yeah, no, I don't mean it was accidental. I mean, was it like, like, because women, when they when they get a little hoey, they'll wait for your reaction to see how, like, how hoey they can be. She went straight down. Okay. Straight to blowjob. No shit. Oh, there you go. Rock on. I know Good I like job. Special K for another reason. <laughs> I got a funny. You want to hear my virgin losing story? My virginity losing story? Sure. Okay, so I used to run this BBS system. It's not as good as his. That'll never, I can never touch that. That was fucking the fact that you just, holy shit, fuck you, okay, (laughs) bastard. (laughs) Anyway, so I was was 16. I ran the Warp Nickel BBS, and it was the original bulletin board system. I ran it on a Commodore 64 with two 1541 hard drives, and I had a 1581 uh, floppy disk drive that was my where's drive. That's I'll try and not keep going into that. But anyway, so I modified my own BBS software, got in a little bit of trouble for doing that, and um, it was on my uh, it was on my home line, and it was uh, so people you literally back then you'd have to call in, do what you want on the bulletin board system, hang up, and then someone else could call in. It was literally a regular old school landline, and I didn't have any call waiting or whatever. It was a straight up. So there was this chick that would come on every once in a while, and she was her name was Captain Cookie. And uh, by the way, the statute of limitations are over on this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll end up in divorce for her, Sorry but I, I ain't pressing any charges. <laughs> I don't think the state AG is going to pursue this, if you know what I'm saying. So, you know, I'm 47 now. This is when I was 16. So, it just goes to show. So, anyway, so uh, she got all sweet on me a couple times, but I still didn't know what was going on. I was dumb as fuck. I mean, I was literally as dumb as it gets as a fucking teen boy. And this was back in the day where if you found a Hustler magazine, like you all cherished it and took turns fapping to it and shared it throughout the whole trailer park. That's pretty much how it was back <laughs> in the day. So, we didn't know shit about anything. And uh, so she was just like, oh, no, I'd love to come over someday and learn about, you know, how to do this and run a bullet. Because she ran a bulletin board, too. Something to do with pirate something or whatever. And uh, I was like, all right. I had no clue. I literally didn't think anything in that porno thought whatsoever. And uh, she didn't even tell me her age. I was like, sure, okay. And uh, she was like, I might come by later. Is that all right? I'm like, all right. So I'm hanging out on my computer. And uh, ding dong. And I go to the door. And I open the door. And holy shit. 
Not only is Captain Cookie standing at my front door, she's hot. <laughs> like hot, stupid hot, milfy hot as fuck. And I'm st- I mean, she had like this little midriffy open. How old? Well, I'm about to get to that. Okay. Hold, hold on. But I'm telling you from my perspective of seeing her at my front door at this point in time. I haven't lost my virginity yet. My, my real serious girlfriend comes on down the road. She's wearing like this little, I remember, it, she, like, a, like a flowery kind of a Hawaiian thing that was kind of like fluttery, but it was an open midriff and kind of went like this so the stomach was exposed. Her stomach was awesome. She Beautiful brown eyes, beautiful curly hair. Her body was banging. She was in what would be my only explanation of like really good old school tight jeans before tight jeans got really big, right? And she had like not stilettos, but pumps on, you know? Kind of like uh, a yeah, come fuck closet. me pumps. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, not the hair wasn't teased. It was just, she was naturally pretty. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm 16. I'm just like, uh, you know, I didn't know what to do. I like turtled when I saw her at my front door and she's like, hi, I'm Captain Cookie and whatever. And I'm like, hey, Captain Cookie, how you doing? And I didn't know what to, I got sprung, you know? I mean, I've been sprung before, but I got sprung in, in the, in the face of someone that I'm looking at that made me sprung, which weirded me out even more as a little boy. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I'm like, come on in. So I introduced her to my mom, which is weird enough. But I mean, you know, I'm 16. I live at home. I'm not, I'm not that wealthy. And yeah, yeah. And back in the day, this is back in the day before the molestation era really kicked mm-hmm. off. So like when you introduce like an adult that's your friend from online to your mom <laughs> as a teen boy. They don't even think. Online. Yeah, online. They really don't think. They're just like, yeah, no, cool. She's great. She's It's good she's your friend. And I went back into my room with her, and I showed her some things and whatever, and I was, like, showing her how to, you know, the fucking programming BBS code and all this other dumb shit that I was doing and my scripts that I wrote. And she was like, eh, I'm kind of bored. Do you want to go somewhere? And of course, now we know what that means. But back then, I didn't know what the fuck that meant. I was like, where do you want to go? I don't know where to go. I'm cool staying here kind of thing. And she was like, let's go for a drive. And I still didn't get it. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I got a friend somewhere. I couldn't remember where he lived. So we drove around for a while in her like IROC Z or some shit that it was. You know, that was the hot girl car. IROC Z, nice. Yeah, it was something like that. It was IROC Z, some Trans Am, some bullshit. And uh, so <clears throat> after a while, I'm like, look, I don't know where he lives or whatever. And she was like, you want to pull over? And I'm like, you know, I talked a big game when I was 16, but I didn't, I really didn't know what I was saying when I talked that game. But I guess apparently she thought I knew that game. And she's like, you want to pull over somewhere? And I'm like, well, and there's orange groves everywhere. You, you couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, there's orange groves. She's like, it's cool. We'll pull on in. And she pulls on into the orange grove, and I'm like, okay. And in my brain, I'm now starting to think, like, what are we doing now? You know, hmm. And uh, she she leaned over, started making out with me. And again, I'm 16. Look, I'm not I'm not making this as like a good thing. I'm, this is a true life story. I'm not like this is good to do. This is bad. No, this is I basically got I got I basically got molested. If you want to fucking consider it that way. <laughs> so anyway, so she leaned in and buy started buy the book. Yeah, buy the book. Yeah. So she started. Yeah, she started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I didn't go home and go. Whoa, was me. So I was like, okay. And uh, so she, I said something to her from some porno I watched. I was like, you know, suck me or something. And she went down on me. So she went out down on me briefly, and that was fun. And then, uh, and I was like, she was like, let's go outside. We're in an orange grove in an IROC Z. And we were literally, and I didn't know this until it started happening, because I'm not like paying totally only attention to her. 
But so she, we go outside, and there's an orange tree right there. And I don't know who said what or how it got initiated, but she bent over the orange tree and dropped those whatever the hell she had going on. And we started doing the canine over a tree, bent over a tree. And I'm doing the best I knew how as a 16-year-old. I'm going to town, and I notice there's like a disco sensation going by. It's like darkness bright, darkness bright, darkness bright. And I look up, and all of a sudden it hits me. These cars are going by on the road, and they're breaking me with their, their headlights going like this. So they're getting a brief sensation. <laughs> they're getting a visual of like this little kid with a girl bent over a tree going to town on that hiney. And uh, so anyway, long story short, that's how I lost my virginity. She took me home. I went home, and I was like, wow, that was amazing, and talked to a friend or two. My mom somehow like picked up the phone, and I was talking shit about what happened to my other friend. And I used to get Boy's Life magazine that showed up at my house. She got the next, like, she just didn't talk to me for, like, weeks, but she got the next delivery of Boy's Life magazine and X'd out boys and wrote in men's with, like, a permanent fucking marker. <laughs> As, like, revenge? Like, <laughs> like, like, how dare you? I don't know what it was. It was like, you're no longer a boy, you're now a man, or whatever. She just slipped a Playboy in there instead. <laughs> yeah. Just made it easier. But you know what was awesome? After that, after that, after that whole shit that went down, within like uh, a week or two, I was skateboarding across Winn-Dixie that used to be the little strip mall next to my place. And there was, this, there was this car that was like two girls were applauding for me when I was doing some street skate shit. And I went over and said, hey. And it was Stacy and Lisa. And I actually kind of liked Lisa more than Stacy, but Stacy got back in touch with me, and she was a complete freak. And I just, but she was kind of virginal, and I treated her like, well, like I, I guess it's horrible. I'm not saying this is a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but from like, <laughs> due to my molestation, I like totally had crazy porno sex with Stacy for like weeks on end. And then the chick, Captain Cookie, randomly, uh, I don't know how she got in touch with me because it wasn't a cell phone. It certainly wasn't a cell phone. It wasn't a message on my bulletin board system. Beeper. What? Beeper? No, no, I don't know how she got in touch with me. But she gave me a very, uh, must have been on the house phone, my 2619 line or something. She said, come by your house. And like within like three minutes, she was like at my house in the front by the mailbox. And I came on out. And remember, I'm, the girl I just got done, the new real girlfriend I just now had was in the house. And we probably just got done fornicating. And I went out to the mailbox. She, she had gotten a hotel room and everything. Captain Cookie was back. And she was like, let's go back to the hotel room and I'll show you how to really do things and whatever. And I had a real moral dilemma. The fact that I had this freak right here, like hotel room and all this shit. And I got my girlfriend. She literally opened the front door and was looking at me like, who's that? And it's like dusky, right? So it's like, you know, seven o'clock at night or some shit. And I, I stuck with the girlfriend. I was like, I'm so sorry. but And it makes me want to kick myself in the ass that I didn't. It's like a choose your own adventure book that I probably went the wrong way on, you know? If you choose to go to Captain Cookie, turn to page 43. Yeah, <laughs> turn to page 69. If you choose to be lame and go in with your girlfriend. I, I'll tell you what, guys. I think uh, I think we just recorded a mini podcast episode. Here's that. Here's here's Jay's quarter episode. <laughs> it's going to be a point two five. My boy but, Dante. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, am, uh, I am starting to fade. I've been up for way too many I hours. I got a call. I got a call. You uh, got to call your Uber. Yeah, Special Uber. K, what are you doing? I got to get past the I'm gate, though. Bouncing out. Okay. And Junior's passed out on the chair. Yeah. I'll, are you leaving? Take me past the gate, and then I'll get my Uber. Dude, just. I don't think you're going to be able to get past the gate. Oh, my God. 
All right. For some reason, your gate weirds me out, bro. I don't know what's going on. All right. All Listen to episode like 37. You hear the gate saga with my brother. <laughs> Something along those lines. You can watch it on uh, it so on Facebook. Weird. It's archived somewhere as is... Uh, as is, it's on our YouTube. So. Hey, I tell you what, I'll put my address like where I need to go, and then you tell them the gate code. How about that? Does that work? Dude, I'll just you show me the phone. I'll point to the area that you have uh, to go. Look, I put in where I need to go and where I am. I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this. You're supposed to be the adult here, Chris. What the fuck? Never Ubered? No, never I've Ubered. never Ubered from my house. Well, let him do it. He knows what's going on. You've Ubered from my house? Everyone's a word from your house at one point in time or another. You should sign him up for the select while he's not looking. So, yeah, really. It's all battery, baby. You, you put that, that big black thing in your hand, it'll go all night. Special case. Giant battery to run that Samsung. Yeah, yeah. It's the Bean Hammer 9000. It needs all the battery space it can get. I don't, I don't need that much battery space to run my. Do you iPhone. have the Bean Hammer 9000 on there? Uh-huh. Kimmy does. <laughs> Well, that's not her <laughs> cell phone. She'd still appreciate it if you put the bean hammer in her house. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never Ubered from my house. So. Dude, I Ubered from Applebee's to my house, and I swear to God I could throw a rock from Applebee's and hit my house. Oh, wait. Once you request the Uber, then you can send a dude a note. Okay. That's all you have to do. Just tell me how to do these things. I don't know, so you bro. Just, you want the Uber select? I got to pick. Oh, yeah, go to the cheapy. Fuck don't, that. Don't do Cheapy. Uber pool. Yeah, do, do fucking cheap as fuck as it gets. Really? Wait, you're doing Uber pool? <laughs> Dude, a dude could show up in a rickshaw and I'm getting that shit Yeah, right no, now. Uber pool means you also might be in the car with other people. I don't give a fuck. That's fine, okay. too. I don't right. care. Yeah, but who who in Riverview is like in a pool with me this well, time of night? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Erotic Riverview. <laughs> you got audio Kimmy's not here. On. She you got, ain't going You got audio recording on there? I want you to record that cab ride back. Oh, man, I got great conversation. The best conversations ever are with Uber drivers. I love it. But should I just go past the gate? No. No? Why? I don't know. The gate freaks me out. Why? Because I feel like I, if, like I won't be able to go home if I don't leave past the gate. Because he's got to come I've through the gate. I've had plenty of people Uber from here. Okay. Well, then tell them the gate. Actually, I have like three, but. Mike, Send him the gate pass. Send Mike, the Josh, pass. Lisa, and somebody Where'd this else. Where did this come from? Was this a hamburger at one point in time? That was uh, supposed to be for Shahida this morning, this afternoon, but then she decided she didn't want bun. Pick up notes. There's where you can enter the gate code. By the way, you know what my name is on there? The name they see? Hakeem. No. Oh. I think it's it's either it's no, I had it ain't Sicky Molesto. I had Pitbull. No, I have a really fucked up name on there, and they see that as my pickup name. But but, when, but I'm saying Pitbull drove me to the airport in Miami the other day. Literally, the guy Pitbull. I'm pretty sure it was Pitbull. Well, then hey, as long as it could have been. Looked like Pitbull. Sounded like Pitbull. But I got a name on there that's fucked up. Was and not everyone who picks me up. I'm listening to you. Let's go ahead, Bubba. What? No. What's the name? I gotta figure out what my name, but it's fucking hilarious. Whatever it is, I remember. I, I used to remember what it was, but does I don't remember it, what it is. Does it limit your ability to get everyone? Rides? No, no. Well, I I don't know, but every time someone picks me up, he goes, "Really?" And they they'll state or girl will state that name to me, and I'll be like, "Oh shit, I forgot that." Because I signed up just thinking it was the sign up. I didn't think they'd see that name. It's not Sicky Molesto. It's like dirt. No, it's Dirty Dingus. Dirty Dingus. That's what they see me as. And they're like, and, but I'm deal? usually picked up in like a dark alley or some shit. Uh. Pick up a dirty dingus in a dark alley. <laughs> so what do we got here? So we're all good? 
Did you already send a note like, hey, get in this way? I got this cute looking sister in a Toyota Camry coming to get me. How long? How far is she out? Uh, six minutes away. So wow, it's not bad. All right, we're going to end this. Night. Night Thank Chris, you, Boofer. Night Special K. Love you both. All right, guys. Dinner with Schmucks. Dinnerwithschmucks.com. Dinner with Schmucks on Facebook. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, etc., etc., etc. Instagram, PWS Podcast on Twitter, and dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com for your goods. I'll talk to you guys later. Namaste, you guys. Bon appetit, Wolfgang Schmucks. This has been another episode of the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash dinner with schmucks. We are Dinner with Schmucks on Instagram and at DWS Podcast on Twitter. If you want to connect with us old school, you can send us an email, dinnerwithschmucks at gmail.com. We may even give you our mailing address. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review on iTunes. Oh, and make sure you tell a friend. Until next time. What are you doing buying your stuff from the guy selling in the parking lot? Dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com is the only place to pick up all of your official Dinner with Schmucks podcast swags. T-shirt does? Tees, hoodies, cell phone cases, and prints. It's all just a click away. Dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com.